Okay, now Yuki, you do realize I have to work today, right? Hmm? I've got work of my own to do, so I can't just entertain you all day. You understand that? Okay. It's just that you demand an awful lot of time. Yeah, I know, but I've got other things I have to do, and with you sitting here, with your paws on my keyboard, it makes it very hard to work. Yeah. I know, but it's just, you know, I have to, I have to make money. I've got a job to do. You gotta, somebody's gotta pay for that cat food. You get that, don't you? Hmm? Okay. As long as you understand. Because I've got things to do. All right. Talk to you later. Hello. And welcome back to uh, Baby Sally. This would be episode number 16, I guess, or the start of it. I don't think I'll get very far today. I'm in um, Thompson Park. It's overcast, a bit windy, cool. I don't mind it at all because I don't have to be doing anything in the warm sunshine today because eh, it's a working day. Well, working day for me is working at home and going through my database, the one that has like a 100 to-do items for the tour. And then there's the one with all the homestay people that I'm still trying to find. And then there's the list of students, which I eventually have to merge with or match up with the uh, host families. And eh, there's a lot to do. So, my, But my work is at home and is varied. Like, one of the tasks will be print off these 32 certificates. And I really like doing it. I've got a beautiful font that I use that looks like it's, you know, hand-scripted in, and each girl has these one of these beautiful things. I get the principal of the school to sign them, and I sign them as director. And then at the very end, the very last day, we have this kind of almost a formal goodbye ceremony when I give them all the pins that I still have to collect for Canada and Toronto and Ontario. And I make a speech. I never rehearse it. I never know what I'm going to say, but it's always a speech that has me right on the edge of tears when I'm telling them genuinely how nice they are, how well they've done, and how good it makes me feel that uh, Canada and Japan have had this wonderful exchange. It definitely comes from the heart, and uh, it, it's a good thing. And, of course, then all the girls end up crying and so on. Now, this year it's going to work out kind of neat because I've just heard that John Meadows is going to be in Montreal at the very same time, around August 8th. When I'm at the hotel, so I've given them my, my hotel. We'll probably um, hook up there. And uh, then I always stay an extra couple of days in Montreal, and that works out well with John. So this, this is a really nice added bonus. Can have a little holiday and maybe get to see a few of our Montreal friends and have another delicious smoked meat sandwich. So anyway, that's ahead of things. Um, I want to... I'm still, as you can probably tell, sorting out not just the voice of this podcast, but the content and and even the purpose. And there's a defensive part of me, which is always trying to say, yeah, but if you invite new people, they're going to be turned off because they're saying, well, why this? And if you invite back your old Dixon James listeners, they might say, yeah, it's all right, but it's, you know, what's the big deal? And it's... 
it's kind of a, a diluted version of Dixon Jean. So, you know, there's no pleasing anybody. So you got to please yourself, and that's what I'm going to try and do. But I did want to say that one of the reasons I ended the Dixon Jane's podcast, hosted by the Scarborough Dude, and this only came up towards the end throughout those. If you ever listen to those, you know, on every 50 episodes or so, I'd come up with this discussion about, you know, Who's taking over? Can of the Scarborough dude. And of course, by the end, it was all Scarborough dude. But what I feel happened is that people who I associate with in in real life, IRL, um, when we have a a gathering at, you know, PodCamp or the Marshall McLuhan Variety Hour roundtables, which are coming up in uh, a couple of weeks in Hamilton, that people maybe perceived me as a Scarborough dude, or or that's the character I was meant to be, this persona. And I think it started to bother me, because I think I wanted people, no, 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 look, Ken, Scarborough dude wasn't taking those courses. Scarborough dude isn't really the person that Ken is. And Ken is genuine and serious about wanting to do what I can to contribute to make this a better world in my very old, small way. That Ken is sincere and Ken does care. And I think there was a few marks posted, remarks posted on Twitter about, uh, I won't say it again, but the Scarborough dude hates this group or that, those people or that religion and things that maybe in the past I've vented about I mean I have vented about religion in general and it bothered me it really bothered me hey okay yeah I you know first of all it takes a certain amount of courage maybe it takes a certain amount of stupidity to just release a podcast without thinking without rehearsing without censoring yourself and just letting it go to get the emotions out of your body and you're going to say some things that may come back to Aren't you? Well, that's what happened. And it bothered me. And so I'm still at this sort of mix, mixing point or splitting point between wanting to be entertaining and, and free and open, like the Scarborough dude, but wanting to be taken seriously, like Ken. So I guess that's, I mean, it's simply my problem, and maybe it's even a problem of my own creation. Maybe it's more in my mind than anywhere else, but it feels like it's real, and it feels like um, very often people can have the wrong impression about who you are and what you represent. Uh, And because the Scarbadoo was fond of drinking and smoking grass, I think that's sort of a blanket generalization that gets applied to me and me being kin and I'm not particularly fond of that so alright let's let's be done with that I don't want to go on it'll sound again like I'm whining and complaining and that's not really what I meant I'm just still working on this be who you are theme and uh, what is it that gets you there uh, I guess part of the new me, I mean, it started when I first began this podcast with uh, doing the gestalt therapy stuff and so on, 
is I've just had my third um, session of acupuncture. And it's one of these weird things, like, while you're lying there, you know, naked except for a T-shirt, but feeling comfortable and warm under these clean sheets and your face sort of buried in this, you know, neck brace thing, you know, like you see on TV and you're, so you can breathe and your hands resting on a little post just above that. It's very, very comfortable. And the needles go in and you don't feel anything. Eh, that's all right. And then she applies the current. And she'll ask, is it sharp or dull? And I still don't know the right answer. I don't know. I, you know, I'm, I'm sort of... My answer is, okay, that's enough. Uh, don't do it. Don't turn it up anymore. And at one point, with the needle stuck in my buttocks, which she keeps referring to as my hip, maybe it is. Maybe I don't know where the needle is because it felt like there was one dead center in my spine, and there wasn't at all. It was somewhere else. But the, nerve, the reaction is, wow, that's coming from the center of my back. Um, your cheeks start to wobble. Well, there's no point in me describing it. It's not a pretty image. And it didn't feel quite right. And it would only happen when I relaxed. And if I tensed up, it would stop. And then it might hurt a little bit. So it's one of these things. This goes on for about 15, 20 minutes. And you're feeling it. And most of them are okay. But oh, it's just on the edge of not being comfortable. And sort of, gee, it'll be nicer when this is over. But at the same time, you're thrilled to be in the present moment because of what's happening right now. I'm lying here and I got electricity zapping through my body. And uh, it's it's just on this edge of, ooh, man, it'll be nice when it stops. And she gives me that massage again, which she did only today. The added bonus today was the cups. Now, it's quite funny because my wife came home yesterday with these black circles all over her shoulders up towards her neck and this is when they put these hot little glass cups on you which create a vacuum I don't I can't remember the purpose you know to suck out all the bad stuff maybe they just uh, they just adhere to you and that actually felt really good it's the first time I've had the the, the cups uh, I think she said in the beginning yeah, today we'll we'll do the cups. And it was so funny when she said, yes, your, your wife was in yesterday. And I thought, oh, my God, here's my wife and I are sharing this acupuncturist. Um, that's kind of neat. So anyway, that's a, that's a whole new range of experience. I'm, I'm going back next week, so I'll probably do about five sessions. That's about all my uh, my wife's benefit plan will cover. But it is worth having. I listened to Shane and Tom. They They just put out episode number three since they've come back. It's wonderful to hear them again. And again... If you Google Shane and Tom's squeeze box, if you're an old-time Dixon James listener, you'll know about them. They were certainly part of the pioneer group. Uh, it's a certain type of humor that somebody with somebody normal might turn off right away and say, Ooh, why would anybody listen to that? Anybody a little bit twisted like myself cannot stop laughing. I mean, they just, they make you laugh because it's, because they're laughing and it's so silly. Uh, It just takes you back into sort of a a childishness or being a a kid again and just laughing at something goofy on a cartoon or something. It just takes you back there. And 
we don't get enough of that in life and uh I'm just very, very happy to have them back. It'd be Sheen and Tom's squeeze box. Um, and I've just subscribed to new podcasts, and uh, it's it is such a an added good part of my life being part of this podcasting community. So I think we're just going to stop there. This is not very interesting, and. Um, We'll somehow cobble together another episode. Was there anything else I needed? Anything else in the news? Anything else I had to share? Any other points of enlightenment or questioning, observations? I talked last time a little bit about trying to see things from a higher level so that you could see the the pathways, the connections, the patterns. And I, I still think there is something there that that we don't do very well ourselves but there there is a, a pattern a path nonetheless but uh, we'll come we'll come back to that too so I'm just going to finish my Tim Hortons coffee I've uh, stopped at the uh, <coughs> excuse me the Red House Bakery they just have wonderfully fresh like fattening things like a curry bun and a chicken bun and a beef curry bun and they wrap each one individually so they stay fresh so you can have them tomorrow for lunch or breakfast my son loves them I love them and then three beautiful cakes a mango a chocolate and uh, a blueberry cake they're really really it's a great little bakery right on Shepherd and Midland the Red House Bakery it's been a family favorite for uh Probably 15 years or more. And it's just nice being able to go home with a treat tonight. So, time for me to get back and see what else has to be done on that list of to-dos and and see who I can call up to get the last couple of host families. Oh, my God. That is weighing so heavily on me. (sighs) Bye for now. Hmm? What did you say? Mm Mm-hmm. What? Well, what is it you want? We've just had, I've just patted you and petted you, and you've been fed, and you got to sit on my lap. I know, but now you're in the way of my computer, and I can't get my work done. Mm. You don't seem to care about that. You don't seem to understand the gravity of the situation. No. You think humans are here just to play all day. Yeah, but that's not, no, that's not really the case. We we have to do things. We live a much more complicated life than you do. You just want to sleep and rest and eat, and get comfortable wherever you can. Mm-hmm, but we have lots more we have to do. You know, you know that, don't you? Hmm? Well, you know, it's very easy for you. You can have a simple philosophy on life, but I can't. Right? My life is much more complicated than yours will ever be. Yes. Well, there's people who depend on me. There's I depend on other people. We have to we have to all do our our share. You seem to think the whole world revolves just around you. Well, are you saying that's not true? Hmm? What else am I supposed to conclude? 
Well. Well, all right. Hmm. You want to go somewhere else? Okay, well, how about if I just get back to my work and I'll just ignore you for a while, okay? Yeah, all right. Thank you very much. Talk to you later. Well, no, I think that's an end to the conversation. Well, what more can be said about it? I've made my point. Hmm? Yes, I've told you what I think. Yes, I think you've got it easy compared to me. Well, you know, you're just making it sound like you've got troubles. You don't have any troubles. You got a you got a very good life right here. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess I'm not going to convince you any other way. We'll have to leave it at that. All right. You've had your say. I've had mine. So let's just call it a draw. Yeah. All right. Talk to you later. Yeah. Bye for now. Okay. You want the last word or me? I think I'll have the last word. Thank you. Okay. You, um, you may hear some background noise besides me eating my curry bun, which I bought yesterday. Happy Canada Day. July 1st, of course, 2015. I'm at the St. Andrew's Cemetery, and I'm here because... Uh, because Bluffers Park and probably every other park in the city is full. I guess they've got a band playing, and I see tents set up, and no doubt activities for the kids. It's a big deal. It's Canada Day, everybody's excited, it's a party. And I'm just going to be an old sourpuss. And, uh, I don't know, I'm, I'm not going to say, wow, isn't it wonderful? I live in the best country in the world. I really did like um, what somebody else has posted. I think it was Stevie Z. Uh, posted, I can't take any credit for uh, anything that makes Canada great. You know, I do my bit to be a good citizen and a good friend and so on and contribute. And, and I'd say the same thing. And I just happen to be lucky enough to have been born here at a certain time. And <clears throat> for that, I am grateful, although grateful to who? You know, sperm and an egg and my parents having sex and... Uh, but to have been born in 1948 in Montreal really was wonderful. Of, you know, at least a middle-class family. And to have come of age during Expo in Canada's centennial year. Man, oh man, oh man. I've said it many times before. I don't want people to turn it off now or push the quadruple speed button to get past this part. Excuse me, I'm eating... Um, it's just really so I, I mean I've been very lucky but I'm not I'm not thrilled about the way Canada is now I, I am very very much strongly angrily against Prime Minister damn it Harper I just hate the Conservatives I've never voted Conservative in my life I will never vote Conservative in all my life ah uh, just, I, I think, I don't like what's happening to Canada. I don't like his style of government. Oh, it, it's just, it's insidious, it's sneaky, it's 
dirty. It's politics. Uh, it really, really does bother me a lot. Uh, I, I guess there's no point in ranting on about that. I mean, he got in with a majority, and I'm afraid when we have an election coming up this fall, I, I really want a change in politics, and, I, and I've moved from the Liberals to the NDP. I would like to see Thomas Mulcair win uh, this uh, Mustang beside me. Sorry, I'd like to see him win the election. Uh, if not with a majority, at least to be able to work alongside, you know, uh, the Liberals and uh, form a government and, and bring about some changes in our foreign policy and lots of other things. I just don't like it. Now, that's not being very clear, but I guess it's this... It's like when uh, America passed the, okay... Gay people can get married in all 50 states. And suddenly on Facebook, everybody, oh, they're going to paint themselves in rainbow colors because Facebook had the foresight or the deviousness to say, hey, just click this button and we'll take your picture that you have and uh, change it to rainbow colors to show that you too are happy and celebrate. And I'd say, oh, fuck that. I, I didn't do it. That just annoyed me. You, If you're... If you believe these things, you you act upon them in daily life, and you know, I mean, it, it's it's great. I mean, it was a good thing that this got passed. But this idea of uh, you know clicking a button and showing everybody, look at me, I I believe in this too, and I'm happy. No, act these things in real life, and, and you know, dig deep into your life and, and confront injustice and. Take a stand on issues, but don't just fucking paint yourself in goddamn rainbow colors. I'm sorry, but this is this is the kind of thing that annoys me. And it's the same damn thing with that stupid, boring, bloody Canadian flag, which I've never liked. It needs blue. It needs some blue in there. And I don't care if you make it. Well, that's a conservative blue. No. It just It's just the red and white I find the most boring combination and, you know... Blue for, for history's sake, you know, and it was brought in on a liberal government. Well, no coincidence, too, those are liberal colors. That stinks, too. Now, of course, if Harper is to go in and say, I'm going to change the flag, there'll be an uproar. But what, what, is, what is it that makes Canada so great? Well, here's the thing that, here's the thing that really meant a lot to me. The biggest moment I had... But I can remember in recent history that made me proud to be a Canadian. Really made me proud to be a Canadian. And that was when Michel Jean was sworn in as Governor General. Here is a woman, black, from Haiti, and she has this most amazingly powerfully, symbolically powerful, but a very, very important position uh, in Canadian government. The Governor General, and I and I, I cried during the ceremony. I watched it on TV, and it just seemed there was a dance at the end, and I just felt it was just absolutely so wonderful. And that's okay. This is something I can show my students. Look who the Governor General is. It's a woman, a Haitian immigrant, and she is given this position. That, that just, you know, 
I don't know if there are cynics out there who want to poo-poo that as well, but that really meant a lot to me. And um, I felt great about it. Um, I'm disgusted with our Senate and the greed and the corruption of almost all of our politicians. They are all self-serving. They are all lining their banks with, you know... Uh, all the money and all the deals they can get, I, I really do not like. I, I'm, I'm a naive idealist. I want people to be good and do things for the good of what others, and not just to be get themselves reelected or to. I don't know. I guess maybe there's another related issue, and maybe it's related, I don't know. The bystander thing when kids get into a fight at school and somebody hauls out a cell phone and starts filming them, and the others just sort of watch, but nobody steps in to actually break up the fight. That bothers me a lot. Maybe I'm not doing enough. Maybe just me sitting here in my car on Canada Day talking to you about things I don't like is not very constructive. But if I look back on my career, if I look back on how I made a living, I mean, I've had a lot of jobs. I, I used to claim 100 jobs. I guess I've had at least 50. If I look back on those jobs, none of them have been harmful. I have not been manufacturing arms or calling up people to hand them for their debt load or selling products that I knew were questionable. I've mostly taught. I volunteered in different capacities in for, for, for good. And when I teach, I really do try and share my values and, and open up students' minds. One of the reasons I guess I'll go back to teaching again this fall. Perhaps for the last time. So... Canada Day. I am looking forward to our 2017 Canada Day when it will be our 150th anniversary because I so well remember the 100th anniversary and it's exciting and I expect I'll be around to celebrate that 150th and maybe I'll have a more focused discussion or talk then. Maybe I'll celebrate the whole year. Maybe I'll do something special. I've learned to appreciate Canada much more from living outside of Canada. Oh, I just hate the f I hate the fact that really, in a way, we are just another damn state owned by the United States of America. I'm annoyed that uh, America and Cuba have, uh, and this is very petty of me, have now, in the process of normalizing relations and opening up embassies in each other's countries, and uh, Canada will no longer be the only opening into Cuba. But no, that's a good thing. So sorry, I take that back. Uh, I'm happy, I'm very happy, much happier with uh, uh, the American President Obama than I am with our Prime Minister, fucking Harper. Uh, like that's a, a, he's just an amazing speaker. Maybe that makes me happy. That gives me some sort of uh, pride about being a human. And, and I know maybe he's failed in all kinds of areas. 
I think that he's done the best he can under his under the circumstances and given what he's been up against. Uh, I cheer him on still. I, I just love to hear him speak. He was wonderful when he was on that podcast, the WTF podcast. And uh, that gives me cause to celebrate. Maybe that's what the focus should be. What What is it that we have to celebrate? And it isn't just Canada because it's Canada's birthday. What have we achieved? I, I celebrate the advances in medicine, the advances in astronomy, the advances in science, the, the, the amazing things. I, we just watched a show on National Geographic, uh, Wild, on... This, this episode happened to me about frogs and lions. And it was incredible, the detailed knowledge people have of frogs. So the fact that there are people out there devoting their life to studying frogs or insects or cells or, or cancer, this is something to celebrate. This specialization, the depth of human knowledge, this is a celebration. Not the superficialities. Hey, we are Canada. We're a country. Look at our flag. No. What it is that humans have achieved, how far we've advanced. The fact that there are movements like the humanist movement and, and this new one that I just discovered, uh, the uh, Center for Inquiry, I believe. I think that's what it's called. Uh, that I was told about through my church. Yeah, it sounds like a flyover. Maybe that's part of our celebrations too, I don't know. Um, so, yeah, those, those things. Human progress. Human enlightenment. The fact that people are shedding off the darkness. The fact that I have a church where the minister has had the courage to be a non-believer and yet carry on doing good and, and with the support of a well-educated, committed congregation. This gives me hope. This, I think, is wonderful. So those are the things I celebrate. The human diversity, the uh, collective knowledge and intelligence, and maybe through that, I, I also see a lot of hope for further growth and betterment. Uh, the fact that so many people seem to be awakening to wanting this to be a better world with uh, uh, more and more people doing right things like the <coughs> sorry Reconciliation Commission to own up to all the harm done to the Aboriginal population uh, for whatever reasons and motives at the time. But acknowledging now at least this was hurtful, painful, wrong-headed. I used to celebrate Canada's peacekeeping efforts and I'm, I'm just questioning the value of sending over bombers to drop bombs on a... On on targets like ISIS, and even though I want ISIS eliminated and that mindset eliminated, um, I don't think just dropping bombs is going to be the way to do it because you're just going to kill so many more innocent people and captives and hostages. I don't want to get into the darkness, 
And ISIS certainly represents darkness to me, and evil, and hatred, and a force that must be stopped the same way Nazism had to be stopped. Uh, and the problem is, I, I think the only way it can happen is through other countries that share that same broad religion, Islam, will say, hey, you guys are giving our religion a bad name. This is a, a, a misinterpretation. I do not think that Western powers going in um, are going to stop it. I think people call have to call Saudi Arabia to, um, you know, expose them for what they're doing. Now I was going to come down on Saudi Arabia for all their, their own beheadings, but then if America has so many people killed capital, via capital punishment through, what's it, what difference does it make whether they're beheaded or have lethal injection or wasn't that long ago the electric chair or hanging and to say this is this is a more humane method but it's still capital punishment uh, and I I believe that I'm against capital punishment I suppose like two prisoners escaped in America and the first one they caught I mean, these people are, they're not, are, they're not heavily armed or they don't have much of a chance. They're surrounded by hundreds and hundreds of officers and yet the first one got three bullets to the head to kill them. Like, I don't understand that. Hey, could you guys have not caught them? Was it really, was it, if it was two men shooting it out like on gun smoke, okay, shoot first and kill them. But surely you could have brought him back alive. He had to shoot the second one too, but he lived. Like this American mindset, and I'm sorry, it sounds like I'm picking on America, but how else do you define Canada if you don't start shitting on America? Because that's what we do. We hold America up and say, hey, this is not us. That is the definition of being Canada. There are some great little links about, you know, what is it that we are celebrating and uh, maybe what are some of the differences and uh, a great one was you mean you didn't have a war for independence no we just we asked permission and we created the British North America Act and uh, established an independent dominion of Canada that's the Canadian way so gosh I'm feeling a little better now that I've ranted on about all of that I don't know the impact it'll have on you, but I guess I shouldn't really care. I think I still have it in my mind. I think I still have a remnant that somebody is listening to this and judging me. And I don't like being judged. Okay? Because it's easy to judge people and, and put a label on them. And... That just isn't. It isn't right. It isn't fair. People are forever changing. We are not fixed things. I mean, some people you might say that guy's an asshole and is always going to be an asshole, and, and maybe to some degree that's true. Somebody who consistently hurts people, steals money, does things. Maybe he's a drug addict, and you've got to you've got to factor that out and say, well, he's doing it because of this. Maybe there's a reason. But still, there are people who act like assholes and, you know, use up their uh, their forgiveness quota. 
I think. But other people, myself included, are forever changing and, and trying to be better, trying to learn, trying to grow. And, and it gets harder because the older you get, the stupider you get too. Well, I won't say stupider, but you're, you're, you're not, certainly not any sharper. And you may not be learning a whole lot of new things. But I have always believed that through reflection, through self-reflection, you can learn, you can grow. I like to think I'm doing that, and yet, I've got to go right back to what I was saying earlier. The only proof is in your actions. Uh, and unless you actually carry out, gosh, I, should, uh, I shouldn't have had all these windows open. Unless you actually carry out good deeds, there is no point. Sorry. There's no point in uh, saying, hey, I'm a good guy. Judge me as a good guy. Judge me by my actions. All right. End of our uh, Canada Day sermon. If I was a lot younger, if my children were young, we'd probably walk to the park. I used to bike to this park. I used to walk here and close enough to my house from one end there was a, there's a trail right from across the street from where I live right to this Thompson Park we did that when they were young and oh my gosh I don't want to open up a new topic but there are sometimes you wish you could just turn back time and go back to when my children were young and you could hold their hands and you could walk you could ride bicycles you could just do things together and get that time back and you don't get time back you don't get time back you don't get time back that is so painful so painful so painful to know that and therefore starting now make the most of it and on that note I'm going to go back and uh, see my loving wife my loving cat and and my son if he's out of bed <sighs> bye for now in the early morning rain with a dollar in my hand with an aching in my heart and my pockets full of sand I'm a long way from home And I miss my loved one's soul In the early morning rain With no place to go Out on runway number nine Big 707 set to go But I'm stuck here in the grass where the cold wind blows Now the liquor tasted good And the women all were fast Well, there she goes, my friend Well, she's rolling down at last Hear the mighty engines roar Silver bird on high, she's away and westward bound. 
far above the clouds she'll fly Where the morning rain don't fall And the sun always shines She'll be flying over my home In about three hours' time This old airport's got me down It's no earthly good to me Cause I'm stuck here on the ground As cold and drunk as I can be You can't jump a jet plane Like you can't afraid train So I'd best be on the way Jump a jet plane Like you can't afraid train So I'd best be on the way In the early morning rain Good morning, although it's not really, but... Uh... It is the morning, it's the day after Canada Day, July 2nd, it's about uh, almost 11 a.m. I'm parked at the Scarborough Golf and Country Club. It's a nice little spot where you can park your car and you have this view of the greens. It goes on forever and it's, it's a lovely, it's a little road, Scarborough Golf Club Road. It's just a great little place you can, running between Lawrence and uh, Kingston Road. It's a nice little escape, and that's why I'm here for an escape. I got things to do. I got to pick up stuff. Uh, you know, I've, I got a whole bag from the Honorable John Mackay, McKay, uh, who is our um, MP for this area, Guildwood, Scarborough Guildwood. And every year I ask for about 30 pins, you know, little lapel pins of the plastic Canadian flag, and they give me a bag of stuff, including a whole real flag and then paper flags and books. And what is kind of a neat game, like a Trivial Pursuit game, only it's just one great big paper thing, a wonderful thing for an elementary school. It's called The Great Canadian Adventure from uh, Canadian Heritage. And I thought I was going to come here and talk to you about why I'm feeling depressed and, of course, I knew right away, well, that's going to be a bummer. And they're not going to want to listen to that anyway, because it's just bringing them down. And it gets back to the purpose of this. Will that serve me in any way? Will it help me by, um, you know, not just venting, but getting it out of my system, exploring what is it that's making me feel so sad today? And, uh, yeah, the answer I gave myself was, no, don't do it, because either you have to go deeply into it, in which case it gets deeply personal, and if you're already feeling a little uncomfortable about who's listening in and who cares, if you make yourself very vulnerable, it's like in a group situation. You want you want to know that everybody else is letting their guard down, too. And of course, that's not the case with podcasting. People tune in and listen, uh, some randomly, some just if they feel like it, some will fast forward or skip to this part or that part. And nobody's really committing themselves. This is not a shared group therapy experience, in other words. And so um, 
it means there have to be some limits that I'm imposing. And the limits are I'm not going to reveal too many more of my naked feelings. Other than to say I'm just, I'm sad. I would like to have a good cry, but I don't do that. I just don't cry. That's not a healthy thing, but I don't. And I'd sort of feel ashamed and embarrassed. I mean, that goes back to childhood, you know. When you learn you can't cry, you're not allowed to cry. Um, because what good would it do? And what have I really got to cry about anyway? Wah, wah, wah. Get on with your life. Fix whatever's bothering you, you know. All that stuff. So, we'll park it. And instead... I'm going to read to you a couple of questions. I spent part of Canada Day, the best part of Canada Day, yesterday when I got back home, sitting on my deck. My wife made wonderful onigiri, and that is, like, your homemade rice balls are the best. It's a rice ball, you know, wrapped in black seaweed that, if it's warmed, it sticks right to it, or if the rice is warm, and filled with chunks of good salmon or natto. Natto is a wonderful thing, an acquired taste, but... And there's just nothing like that. Like, it's it's... In the way, sometimes a really good sandwich, maybe one with a crust cut off, you know, an egg salad or a chicken salad sandwich or something is delicious. Well, onigiri is the same. And then she made really, really good quality Japanese tea. Japanese tea is very expensive. But sometimes people will bring it back from Japan as a gift. And a cup of Japanese green tea and it was just so nice and I sat out on the deck of that lovely recliner recliner chair with two books on Canadian history and I really enjoyed it I was being you know, it's a perfect thing to do and I read about the Durham report Lord Durham and I can remember that probably from grade five or six whenever we studied Canadian history knowing well this is important you got to know that for the exam and and, of course, that triggers off all the memories of, gosh, I went from a E to a VG to a G. But if I'm only getting G, G is good. G is, they call it average, but, you know, you'd like to think that VG was average. So I wasn't even that good in elementary school. And in high school, it was G all the way through or just passing. And, again, not till I got to my third year of university when suddenly... I got interested in stuff, and I worked, and I pursued stuff, and I got, bam, A's and B's, and then all my post-courses. I know I tell you this all the time, but it's because I'm still trying to work through this. How stupid am I? Like, how dull is my brain? And I know that that sounds crazy, because I have a certain kind of smarts that have got me through life and served me very, very well. Um... And yet in other areas, I just seem to be clueless. And then sometimes I'll listen to a smart guy, Anthony Marco. No offense. Well, of course, it's the opposite of no offense. It's congratulations. Him and Adam doing a podcast, which I really enjoyed yesterday. I think it was 174B because he had already randomized 174. And they're having a really good discussion. Now I could follow the discussion. I'll take credit for that. But I don't think I could have participated in it. I don't think I could actually be on somebody's podcast and hold up my end. Uh, Tom Merritt, a couple of years ago when he was in uh, Ottawa for PAB, asked me to be on the show. I said, no, I, I, I just, I'm not smart enough. I can't do it. So I've got, part of it is a poor self-image. 
Uh, the other thing I, my wife was talking about, she's going to retire in a few years and we'll have some kind of a pension. Thought, That's great. That's great. At least one of us will. Um, why didn't I go in for teaching? I said, I call myself a teacher. I'm an ESL teacher, which is sort of another category. I'm going to say a lower down category because, you know, it's easier to get ESL certification and experience. But why didn't I go in for teaching? Why didn't I go to teacher's college? And I think I might have even applied once at Simon Fraser out in Vancouver and didn't make it, wasn't accepted. And when I looked at my life back then, well, I didn't have my driver's license. I didn't have any confidence. I was, my life was a bit of a mess. I'd gone through the group therapy. I was, had no direction. I just, I just didn't have my shit together. Let's put it that way. And then um, I never applied again. And I'm looking back now, I think, I don't think I could have, given the life I've led and my heading off to Japan, going to Nigeria, and all the other things I've done, which I would not want to give up. I don't think I could have fit in the school system and and followed the rules and, and done all that stuff. I don't think I'm cut for that. I don't think I'm... I certainly don't have the discipline. I think I would have found myself in trouble trying to keep up. I I don't know where I would have ended up. But anyway, I did not take that path. And so here I am in the summer. My son's saying, well, November, December is the best time to visit uh, Australia if you're going to or Melbourne. And I'm thinking, well, I'm going to try and do one more term part-time teaching at the college again. I won't be free until January. And then I've got this summer tour, which I love to do, except for the pain it causes me every year when I can't find enough host families. So, anyway, gosh, I went down, started to go down that road anyway, even after I said I wasn't going to. But those are some of the things that are that eat at me. And I don't, and it's, I don't know. Maybe I'm digging deeper. Or I'm still. Maybe it's not any deeper. I'm just sort of digging the same old holes over and over and over again, filling one up and then digging another one in the same place, as if I'm not making much progress in life. So why do I keep doing this? And there's, uh, there's sometimes you get these wild ideas. Why don't I just pack it all in and move to Japan? Wow, wouldn't that be nice to live somewhere near the sea in Japan? And you got these sort of escape clauses, which I've always lived by. And I guess I've sort of given that up. But always, always, always in my life, there was always an escape. There was always a back door, I'd call it. Another place. If this doesn't work out, and I would move, I mean, for, the, for a good part of my life. I moved every two years. Like, two years was a max, and then off, another place, another adventure, something else. And again, I don't regret that, really. But I've been in 20 years now. I've been in Scarborough. 20 years. And I am worry sometimes that there is no, no more back door. There is no other escape. There is no suddenly, hey, guess what I'm going to do? Guess what adventure lies ahead? I know I've talked about this before, but I seem to be circling around and coming back to the the same thing. My friend Rob in uh, Singapore, I used to call him Singapore Sam, who used to listen to this show or the other one, Dixon James, 
just retired officially from his school. He did very well. He went back to Canada, got a master's degree at Carleton. That's where I met him in the first place. Had a good job at the school. Taught a private college, I guess, for the longest time. Uh, Married a Thai woman um, in Singapore who is also very accomplished and I'm not sure what she's doing, but together they've they've led a very constructive life, I guess. And they've built a beautiful home in northern Thailand, and they just moved there. They just retired, and uh, off they've gone, and it looks gorgeous. It's a and b in fact, or a and b or whatever. So I think, okay, wow, now you've got a place to visit. You, you should have visited them earlier, but now that should be on your list, Ken. You should be thinking about heading off to Thailand when you make that trip to Australia. And you should make it, gee, you know, don't you miss Japan? Don't you want to have one more trip to Japan? Well, yeah, that'd be part of the same trip. Well, who else? Well, Harold's in Bangkok sometimes or in Laos. could visit him. So, anyway, let's park that. Let's park that. Let's park that. Let's not get ahead of myself. So I spent part of Canada Day on the deck reading... Uh, one of two books on the story of Canada. This is the one I'm holding in front of me now by Donald Creighton. About, uh, I wanted to know, I didn't know much about the rebellion of 1837 when uh, William Lyon Mackenzie thought the American system was better. Like, why don't they just adopt, become a republic like America, forget the British, and break away. And this is when Canada was struggling to build itself. You still had Upper Canada and Lower Canada, which is Ontario and Quebec, which didn't unite until about 1840, uh, somewhere in there. Uh, And then, you know, you had Nova Scotia, you had New Brunswick. But there wasn't much of a country. So I've just turned to the page now where it says, British North America Unites. So I'm polishing up on that. Uh, and it's interesting, and it, it made me feel, damn it, why everybody should be reading Canadian history on Canada Day, but that's not what people want to do. People want to drink their Canadian beer and go camping and watch fireworks and get drunk and party, and that's, I think that's a worthy celebration too, so no. Furs and the fleur-de-lis, that's the beginning of it. So I I've, I've want to, I love this stuff, I just don't allow myself enough time to really um, devote myself to reading. And all these names, there's Lord Mount Stephen, he's got the Mount Stephen Club in Montreal, and all these names that you hear about, Elgin and uh, uh, Durham, of course, and these names that you just, you find all over the map in Canada or on street names. And you think, well, I really should know the story of that person. I really should know why. Their name is is part of our history. So, all right, put that book aside. All right, back to the game, back to the game, back to the game. Let's just randomly flip it open and come to a section. We're going to do, we'll start off with history. Uh, And I'm going to give you an easy one because I know I have the odd American listener. In 1873, Parliament passed an act that established the Northwest Mounted Police. By what name is this force now known? And of course, everybody got the RCMP, Royal Canadian Mounted Police. Yes, of course you did. Um, Now, these are easy. I'm giving you the easy ones. 
At which National Historic Site in Newfoundland was the earliest known ironworks in Canada located? And that is Lanceau-Meadows, the Viking Settlement Ruins, which I have never been to. That's on my list, sorry. Uh, question number 21. Jacques Cartier arrived at the Iroquois village of Hochelaga in 1535. Wow. 480 years ago. What city is located on that site today? I'll repeat the question. Jacques Cartier, Jacques Cartier arrived at the Iroquois village of Hochelaga in 1535. What city is located on that site today? And of course... Everybody knew it was Montreal. Uh, geography. Should we do a little geography? Um, how much of Canada lies in the permafrost region? The permafrost, like it never goes away, right? One half of Canada is in the permafrost. Oh, uh, here's an easy one. What highway opened in 1962? I didn't realize it was so late. Is the longest national highway in the world running from St. John's, Newfoundland to Victoria, B.C.? And I have traveled many, many parts of that highway. In fact, most of that highway. And that, of course, would be the Trans-Canada Highway. How could you not know that? All right, here's something different. What feature attracts tourists from around the world to the Gaspé Peninsula? And I have been there. Per se rock. Five million tons of rock with a big hole through the bottom. Per se rock. All right, uh, just questions in general on Canada. Jacques Cartier again. Jacques Cartier first gave Canada its name in 1535, once again. What does the Huron word Canada mean? And if you answered village or settlement, you'd be correct. Um, are these too easy for you? You're getting a little bored about uh, culture. Uh, yeah, you wouldn't know these. Well, here's a guy nobody likes today anymore because he's an anti-vaxxer. One actor from Southern Ontario starred in the mega-hit movies Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, and Liar Liar. And, of course, that would be Jim Carrey. Uh, in his 1955 recordings from Bach's Goldberg Variations made this pianist a superstar around the world. What is his name? And that would be Glenn Gould, or Glenn Gould the Crazy. 1932 to 1982. There is a statue of him outside the CBC. Um, sports. What skater, known as Canada's sweetheart, won a gold medal at the 1948 Winter Olympic Games and during her career won two world championships, four North American titles, and two European championships? And of course, ah, you didn't get that one. Barbara Ann Scott. Uh, this man from Quebec was named the strongest man in the world after lifting nearly 2,000 kilograms. That would be 4,337 pounds. In 1895, what was his name? I know this one. Louis Cyr. C-Y-R. Okay, first gaining popularity, wide popularity in the 1800s. What sport was declared by Parliament in 1994? 
to be Canada's national summer sport. I didn't know they had summer in there. And yes, lacrosse. Okay. What would you like? Oh, innovations? All right. What device patented... This one is for uh, John Meadows. What device patented by John Conan of Elora, Ontario in 1887 was widely used by amateur photographers for years? And, of course, John said the panoramic camera. And he was right. What Canadian bug repellent is one of the most effective in the world? Muscle. Members of the physics department of the University of Toronto developed a device that is responsible for much of our understanding of the minute structure of all things. What is it? Dave Broadbeck didn't even hesitate. That was the electron microscope. Uh, Dave, the year? Well, you're close. 1938. Okay. Um, all right. Maybe, oh, all right, here's, here's one. We're, again, we're on innovations, although I'd put this into popular culture. What comic character did Canadian Joe Schuster invent? Now, there's a choice. Wonder Woman... Superman, Batman. And of course, you comic book fans know that would be Superman. All right, uh, you had enough or would you like uh, would you like to move on? Maybe another one. Yeah, maybe these are harder ones. What shipbuilding and fishing site in Nova Scotia was designated a World Heritage site in 1995? That would be Old Town Lunenburg, a World Heritage Site. Thank you. Uh, what is the name of Nova Scotia? Schooner pictured on the Canadian dime. A dime, by the way, is 10 cents. 10 cent coin. Uh, yes, the blue nose. What heritage language was brought to Nova Scotia by immigrants from Scotland? Uh, yes, general knowledge would get you Gaelic. All right, I guess uh, I guess we've done enough. Consider it a delicacy to eat. Now, I don't like them. What fern-like plant is found along the banks of rivers in New Brunswick in the spring? And yes, you guessed it, the fiddlehead. The fiddlehead. At, four, at 614 meters, now we're back into um, geography now, I believe. 614 meters, what is the deepest lake in Canada... Oh, a couple of puzzled looks. Doug, uh, Doug Slater, did you get that? That was Great Slave Lake, yes. Uh, we're not far from the uh, gold tracks, by the way. All right, name one of the two mountain ranges that run along the Northwest Territory's border with the Yukon. Well, I'll give you both. The Mackenzie and the Franklin Mountain Ranges. Now, I wouldn't have known the Franklin Mountain Ranges. In what southern Yukon mountain range can you find nine peaks that are over 4,500 meters high? And I've been there and seen that. That would be the St. Elias Mountain Range. All right, second longest river in Canada. Begins in the Yukon and flows into the Bering Sea. What is its name? This is the second longest river in Canada. It begins in the Yukon 
and flows into the Bering Sea. Yes! All of you got that one, the Yukon River. Uh, bonus points, how long is it in kilometers? 3,185. Ah, here we are. Now, this one I like. This is a this is a Yukon one. This is, this is all about the north, isn't it? Oh, I see. They do. They have a section. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They have a section on Northwest Territories, Yukon, and Nunavut. So, I'll pick Nunavut for 400. All right. Name one. Hang on, that's not Nunavut. That is Yukon. Apologies. This would be the Yukon. Name one of three people who found gold on Bonanza Creek during the Klondike Gold Rush in 1896. Now, you only have to name one of three people who found gold on Bonanza Creek during the Klondike Gold Rush of 1896. And, of course, you know the story of me hiking over that trail and finding ghosts. Skookum Jim, Tagus Charlie, and George Carmack. Now, most people are familiar with George Carmack, but don't forget Skookum Jim and Tagus Charlie. These are names from Canadian history, right? Uh, Now, this is one everybody should know, and uh, I'll actually be a little ticked off if you don't know this, especially if you're Canadian anyway. What Arthur wrote the famous Yukon poems, The Cremation of Sam McGee? And the shooting of Dan McGrew. Now, both those I learned or didn't learn. Well, we we learned about them. We read them. The teacher read them to us. We had great fun with them in our elementary school days. The author of Creation of Sam McGee and the Shooting of Dan McGrew, one of my favorites, Robert Service. Yes. All right. Let's uh, let's put that to rest. Did, did you want another final question from history? All right. In 1947, what act of parliament came into effect that marked the first time that people who lived in this country were given legal status as citizens of Canada? I'm going to have to repeat that. In 1947, what act of parliament came into effect that marked the first time that people who lived in this country were given legal status as citizens of Canada. Here's your choice. British North America Act, Canadian Citizenship Act, the Bill of Rights. B is your answer, the Canadian Citizenship Act. Uh, Now, here's another one for all you Trudeau fans out there. What document reflecting Canada's fundamental democratic equality and linguistic rights became part of the Constitution in 1982? And I want the full name. Okay, 1982. This document. The Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms. Don't mess with that. Uh, all right, sorry. Uh, we, uh, bonus round, bonus round. Uh, a couple of you are tied. In what year did women gain the right to vote in federal elections? 1918, 1930, 1950. Me? 1918. You're correct. What settlement? First founded in 1605 and located in the southern part of present-day Nova Scotia, became the first successful settlement 
in present-day Canada. Now, you should know that. What settlement first founded in 1605 and located in the southern part of present-day Nova Scotia, and of course I've been there, became the first successful settlement in present-day Canada? That would be Port Royal. Yes, Port Royal. All right. I'm going to stop there. Oh, I'm sorry. You wanted one more? All right. This this one, and this is one that is important. This is for our American listeners. All right. This one's for you, for my American listeners, all two of you. In 1783, after the American Revolution, 1,000, no, 14,000, 14,000 refugees came to the north shore of the Bay of Fundy. Okay, right after the American Revolution, 1783, these refugees came to the north shore of Bay of Fundy. Who were they? Come on. Very important, very important part of Canadian history. We still talk about them today. That would be the United Empire Loyalists. So there you go. I hope you enjoyed that. I enjoyed it. Took me away from all my troubles. I do love Canadian history and Canadian geography. And uh, once everything is in place, I look forward to once again my annual trip to Camp Montreal, Ottawa, and Quebec City, most of all, with my students. Then back to Montreal, or ending in Montreal, for a little visit with uh, John Meadows, as I've already mentioned. And then, who knows what else? My gosh, I've got to do some more traveling. All right, boys and girls, I think I'm either going to end this podcast here and get on with the day. I'm feeling a little better. Uh, thank you for suffering along with me. And um, who knows what's next? These things are what they are. The advice I gave is be who you are. And I think the advice, if you're to apply it to podcast, is just... Uh, be what you are whatever form you take boom that's it let it go it's done and you move on to the next one and this is again with the old Dixon James philosophy let it go it is what it is Ken signing out bye for now
Everyone. 